0: This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs. I'm a quantum healer and hypnosis teacher who helps people all over the world discover the galaxy within themselves. Join me on an intergalactic journey as we explore what it means to be human in a world where we are just beginning to understand that we are not alone. Hello, my star children. How are you all doing out there? Oh my gosh, it has felt like the past couple weeks have just sped by. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way that you know when there's like times where it feels like like time is moving quicker or slower. Um, it definitely feels like <laughs> feels really fast right now. Um, I don't know if anybody else is having that experience, but I certainly am. Um, I have a, just a whole lot of stuff I want to talk about today that has been coming into my, my sphere of awareness. So I'm driving up to Austin today. It's about an hour or so away from where I live, depending on traffic, and i um, I went oh my gosh I've been going up to Austin a lot it's a long drive but it's for a good reason so I I don't I heard of a new a new thing (laughs) about um a couple weeks ago that I ended up getting diagnosed with as well as my my daughter and it's it's still blowing my mind um, I'll tell you about it in case anybody else doesn't know about this, because I certainly didn't, um, and it's helped so much. And it, it, to me, I feel like it's probably one of the things that gets lumped into a lot of these diagnoses I see with starseed people, um, because that kind of falls into the processing differences category. Like a lot of times you see it with ADHD or autism um, or sensory issues, because that's it's a sensory processing issue with our brains. Um, and so, but I had no idea it existed. It's called Irland syndrome. And it's, there've been over, the the research is really interesting. There've been over 200 studies about it, but the medical community hasn't really come to like a, a conclusion about it, but, um, and hasn't, you know, they don't have like an official diagnostic code for example, but POTS didn't either until this past year. Um, but the the research is really interesting so i heard about this and i was looking at i don't know if you guys have heard of amen clinics um in the u.s it's this um dr Amon. i don't know his full name <laughs> just gonna call him dr Amon. um he has all these clinic he, he has all these clinics across the u.s where you can get brain scans done to see what's going on in your brain right so instead of trying to diagnose neurobiological differences by um you know assessments talking you know observing it's through scientific you know looking at your brain um there's a special type of scan that you can do and it shows basically how your brain responds to certain stimuli and so I was looking at having that done for my daughter um to see if that would help her and you know so it could get just some data really about how her brain processes things differently. And so what we've, I, I was looking at the sensory processing, you know, different things you can see on brain scans for sensory processing differences. And when that came up, uh, there was a name of something that I'd never heard before. It's called Erlen syndrome. I was like, what is that? And something told me to Google it because <laughs> I've heard of most things. I do a lot of research on these types of things to just to try to help, you know help my my kiddos and myself um and so I looked up Erlens and I was like what uh so it's it has to do with the connection between um your eyes and your brain and how your your brain processes certain wavelengths of light so people with Erlens have um they experience the world visually really intensely so for example uh if you're you know reading you know you're looking at a piece of paper you might see well it might be you might see colors that aren't there you might see um the the words moving or swirling or shaking or lifting off the page weird weird shit like that um and fluorescent lights can be extremely painful and uncomfortable and you can have a hard time um, reading without making mistakes or doing work without making mistakes. So there's some overlap with ADHD, which is interesting. But um, you know, but it's because you're seeing you're you're seeing things differently than other people. And so I was like, "Huh, that's interesting. Sounds a lot like my experience." But for um, my daughter, you know, she's got she has uh, it's like painful for her to she reads at a fifth grade level she's she is so she loves reading and is so great at it but um and and it's just like she she just you know eats up these books devours them she would read all day if she could but it's really painful for her and it hurts her like her eyes start to water they get tired they get really painful she rubs them a lot Um, and that's the same if she ever walks into like school (laughs) where they have fluorescent lights even if we go to like target she's extremely uncomfortable and um, struggles with that and so um, uh, and we really, you know, she got screened for vision stuff. We found out it wasn't a vision problem. So I was like, well, what's going on, <laughs> what's going on? Um, and so, you know, and every mornings are hard, right? Any type of light is hard. So I took her, I found this woman up in Austin who does, um, assessments for this. And cause I was like, this sounds just like her. Um, uh, so took her up there and, it was it was the most amazing thing watching her um you know they they did these these kind of little tests with her where it's like okay we're gonna look at this page it's got all these you know letters on it count count the letters but don't use your fingers or um and but it was just hurting her <laughs> like hurting her brain she was getting the, the questions wrong um and as I'm watching her, I'm like, oh my God, I I have to use my finger on everything to when I read, when I, anything on paper, if I have to keep track of something, I have to use my finger. Um, and she just kept getting things wrong. It was hurting her eyes. She was seeing colors on the page, you know. And so then um, this, the assessor, she puts, she puts a um, different, these different colored overlays over the the page. And found the right one for her it's like a aquamarine color put that over the page and all of a sudden now she like she was able she got every single question right she was able to read super fast didn't hurt her eyes and it was just like incredible to watch and just warmed my heart so much because it's like something so simple if we just knew about these things and we got screened for these things when we were young, like it would help us so much. And um, we're going, well, (laughs) so I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Uh, this all seems like problems I have (laughs) as well. Uh, Because I actually, growing up, I hated reading, hated reading. I only started to enjoy reading when I started reading Harry Potter when I was, when I was 14. And I just kind of toughed it out <laughs> but even though I didn't it was frustrating for me because when I read there's I skip you know this is another thing my eyes don't track the words well they they skip around um certain words stand out I have to like go back reread stuff and I see words uh, and letters shake when I read I thought that was normal apparently it's not <laughs> so I'm sitting here and I'm like oh um <laughs> Uh, and, and I used to always make many mistakes on like math problems, um, music as a musician. I went, you know, I got my, my degrees in music, but I would, I like, and I used to perform really difficult music, but I'd have to sit there for dear life with my finger on each note so that I don't skip them. Um, cause my brain wants to go different places. And so then, you know, she's like, all right, come here, mom, <laughs> puts a, um, We found a blue overlay, slightly different than my daughter's, put it over there. And all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, is this how, is this how normal people experience reading? They don't see, like, it doesn't hurt their brain severely to read. Um, You know, because I had to get reading, you know, tutored. I have to, had to see a tutor. I had to do all these things. I just, I got so good at, um, in school, I got so good at not reading. (laughs) <laughs> just faking things you know anytime I because chapter books killed me it was like anytime I did a book report I would re- read the first like paragraph of a chapter and read the last paragraph and just like make shit up <laughs> between because I could not it it was so painful and so slow for me to get through a book because of all these issues that I just just faked it all the way through college like, I can count the books I read for school on one hand. The only books I've ever, you know, I ever enjoyed reading were Harry Potter. And, and now I read for fun, but, I, but it's, my attention span is short. And I realize it's because it hurts my, my eyes and my brain. But anyway, so I got the diagnosis too. Uh, and now we're going back today where, so we're going to get to get um, special, get Tessa for special lenses so that you can put it in your glasses so that you can experience the world normally, not with pain and overwhelm. And um, I just it just makes me wonder like how many starseeds, especially starseed children, like the really powerful high frequency ones that are disruptors that are here like to do big shit. How many of them are also struggling with this and nobody would ever know right? Um, so it just, that blew my mind. And I think the, the thing that just made me so happy was uh, we had a book fair at my daughter's school last week. And she bought this big, it was like a 100 plus page graphic novel. Um, and it was just the most amazing thing to see. She She devoured that book in less than 24 hours and she's seven like <laughs> and it was just like oh my god because she had the colored overlays and it was like her speed in reading just shot through the roof and it was just so cool to see her ability like her um reading abilities that are higher level match her um abilities to actually process the information and so I'm like, this girl, <laughs> go me unstoppable now. And um that makes me want to cry. And I'm not gonna <laughs> try not to cry this morning. So that was exciting. That was really cool. It's really amazing to start finally getting answers to things. Um and and more information. So if any if this sounds familiar to anybody out there <laughs> you might want to Google Erlen syndrome, uh interesting. So, um, another thing that I did this past week, I went to, um, Austin again, I went to the Doja Cat concert on Monday, which I'm still exhausted from. Um, I hadn't, I used to go to concerts a lot, like before COVID, um, and before having kids, but, um, I hadn't really done that at all since then. So that was really cool to be able to just go, go out and, um, get back to kind of things I used to enjoy before my health got really bad and, um, I was able to do it. It was a lot of fun, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's, it's such a, um, (laughs) I was... (laughs) I have so much to say. Okay, so if anybody knows who Doja Cat is, or or rather doesn't know who Doja Cat is, so she had this kind of arc of her self expression um, as an artist, and you know, she's she went pretty like you know vanilla ish mainstream, um, you know, like classic feminine, you know, the long hair. Glam, um, being digestible and accessible, all those things that society wants women to be, right? Especially if you are a public figure. And then over the past year, it's been really interesting to watch her kind of just dismantle that and um, come out and be like, I don't enjoy the music I was making. I didn't, and, you know, all of that was basically not an act, but a, sort of an act. It was like, it wasn't authentic to who she was. And so, um, <laughs> one of the funniest things, this just cracks me up, uh, is, you know, the people were, uh, it's like, as soon as she stopped dropping that stuff and started being more herself, people started saying like, oh, she's demonic. She's um, like, <laughs> she sold her soul. which I'm I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a moment um and to me it just so it's been really interesting to follow her and she's just really leaned into it and you know if you follow her on Instagram her account is wild she just basically trolls everybody who calls her demonic or says that she's you know doing rituals or whatever with her music and Illuminati and all the stuff um and so you know because I don't put I do not put weight in that type of thing I think it's I think that she's probably here to disrupt right she's here to trigger people um just like a lot of a lot of a lot of people out there in the the public sphere it's like they came to this planet to trigger the hell out of people and that really shows you know it exposes this collective subconscious boogeyman uh fear in our um, the collective unconscious that's about, like, fear of demons, fear of the darkness, fear of, um, yeah, the dark, right? Which is, I want to talk a lot about that today, actually. So it's a good segue. Um, but it's, it show it really, it's holding up a mirror to people, right? That shows you what are the things that are, um, that I'm afraid of that I'm now like projecting onto other people and (laughs) and so I want to talk about this you know and it's like I'm not uh, for me I'm just I'm not afraid right I am not afraid I know that I can you know, even with dark entities and and dark, quote unquote, dark entities, right? Because there's a spectrum. It's not black and white. It's not like there's good and there's bad. It's like there's a spectrum of in between. Um, you know, I have, I know that nothing can, can attach to me without my consent and cannot stay without my consent. Right. Um, and I've, I've learned a lot about that, especially through all the things that I've been through with, you know, the thing with Peter and the stuff with the earth council and, um, so it's like I have. We don't need to be afraid of these things, because it's really just fear of the unknown or fear of um, this repressed kind of. Um, you know, there's so, Purita- Puritanism, <laughs> is still really really big, especially in the the U.S. So it's like when when people start kind of deviating from, um, wholesome, right? Then sometimes. Well, then, you know, it's like, well, people make assumptions about about folks, especially women, particularly women. (laughs) So this brings me actually to one thing I want to say about actually some of the Earth Council stuff. I know I've been kind of like leaking and (laughs) slowly dripping information about what went down with all of that. Uh, Because, yeah, but um, one of the things that was happening... When, now that a little more time has passed it it feels a little easier to talk about um, was that um, some of the members of the earth Council who will not be named the humans um, started you know they were they were saying that there was this dark entity that was like trying to um, get me to sell my soul and which I <laughs> was it was very the whole thing was very confusing but, um, and, you know, it's just funny because it was like the the whole sell your soul trope, right? Like, we see this so much. It's like, oh, Johnny sold his soul to the devil, right? And that was exactly the, you know, this caricature of this, you know, what they said was this dark devil energy. And I'm like, okay, that, that doesn't sound right to me. Um, and, you know, the the way they were getting their information was very suspish so um I didn't put ended up not putting any weight towards that but the the interesting thing was that they they were actually kind of going around in my community this is one of the reasons why I shut down the mothership that I haven't really talked about and they were looking at you know the names of people and asking a pendulum if each person had sold their soul or not whether they had or not And they thought I was, like, rolling the dice. That's literally what they thought. They thought I was rolling the dice. Like, I might sell my soul. I might but who am I going to sell my soul to? Is it going to be a PR company? Is it going to be um, a business coach? And then they started getting information wrong and saying that so-and-so is my business coach, but they actually weren't all the, you know, they weren't getting their facts right, but which further illegitimized what they were saying. But, um, you know, it's just, it's such a perfect example of when we don't face the fear inside of us it comes out in such weird ways and is projected onto other people um and the thing that I want to point out too is you know the the people when they were going through the list right of the the folks who may or may not have sold their soul and asking a pendulum (laughs) if they had or not I would do not recommend asking pendulum (laughs) questions that are like big questions like life or death questions because it's uh it will always your own bias bias will always interfere with the pendulum and also like come on people so um uh, the you know the ones that they're like oh this person is the one who sold their soul or this person has already this person is gambling or this (laughs) person whatever it was always women who were unapologetically themselves and unapologetically, um, expansive, right? They, they weren't, they, because, um, including me, right? It's like, I, I don't think they realized this, but it's subconsciously. It's like when a, a woman in particular um, is like, you know, I'm going to wear what I want. I'm going to color my hair the color I want it to be. I'm going to um, be unapologetic about, you know, wanting to be successful. Um, I'm going to dress how I want, even if it's all black, right? Or wear black lipstick or whatever. You know, it's like all, the, all these quote-unquote things that can you know it's like if you you have internal biases you could put those things together and say oh well they're they're demonic and they're you know they want to sell their soul or whatever um but it to me it just points out this (laughs) this collective problem where when we see a woman that is willing to step away from the norm and do what they want to do, not because it's what society wants them to do, and not apologize for it and be seen and be be big and um do, do what they want and go for it, then it's like they become a target. Right. They become a target for other people's unhealed stuff. And I think a lot of it, I really think subconsciously, what it is is that um, a lot of, and this is, goes for Doja Cat too, right? Because she's a perfect example of this in, in the real world out there, besides my little world. There's a, when when people see a woman who is free, they're actually They are able... It's like a mirror and they see how they are actually shackling themselves. Right? The people who are projecting that are not free. They see someone who is free, who is not living by society's expectations. And um, they wish they had that for themselves, but they're scared. And so then instead, it's like they they end up attacking them or projecting, you know, it's like them. Like I, I get trolled a lot in my, um, like on social media, on Instagram, because I, you know, I do what I want. I dress how I want. I do, I behave how I want. <laughs> um, now I didn't always used to be that way, you know, but I'll get people comment on myself. It says like, oh, you need Jesus or, like, <laughs> or, um, Or, you know, oh, you're, what are some of the other things? I had somebody the other day who told me that I had, uh, like, BPD. (laughs) It's like, or people be like, oh, what do they say? They've said so many, so many awful things about me trolls on, on my, like, reels and stuff. But I've done a lot of work so that I feel really, I don't, I don't care. Now, I, it used to bother me. It doesn't mean, it doesn't at all anymore. I, you know, I'm secure enough in myself to where I don't, I don't give a shit. But um, it's just funny. It's just more interesting. You know, whenever, and whenever Doja posts something, because she will purposely post, you know, a reference to the Illuminati or something just to fuck with people. <laughs> it's like watching the people's comments are just like, oh my God, you guys, Can we just, like, do your inner work? You do you. You do your work. Stay in your lane, right? We don't need to. And Here's the other part. Okay. It's coming from a place of wanting to rescue people, too, right? And that was kind of with the Earth Council stuff. It was, like, um, coming from this place of wanting to save me or rescue me. But it was, like, I was very secure in myself. I don't need to be rescued um when you're secure in yourself you don't need other people to rescue you because you are like confident in your your own sovereignty right um and I see that a lot happen too right it's like oh you need to repent or save your soul um but to me it's just let this is just leftover um religious dogma stuff that gets kind of misapplied to the the light worker or starseed movement. So that brings me that brings me to the other thing I wanted to talk about that is along the same lines. Um because this has just been coming up in so many different ways this week. Um I've had a lot of time to think about it. So another thing um that I wanted to talk about, I had a couple of people um, reach out to me and about this post that somebody, I don't know their name. Um, I'd have to go back and look and I don't necessarily want to call them out, but there's, there's somebody who has a podcast who, um, I don't know if it's about star seeds or not, I haven't looked into it, but she's got a pretty big platform and, uh, you know, like couple, uh, maybe like 20,000 followers or something on Instagram. And she's in this space. And a couple of people sent me this one post that she made. And it was um, about calling out people who are dark workers. Um, so it's her version of a, you know, a light worker is somebody who's in service of love and light, I guess a dark worker is someone who and what she what she was stating was that it was someone who is um, like almost like a. Um, like a dark entity is working through them in the spirit, in the light worker space. So they're posing as a light worker, but there's actually darkness working through them. Um, And so I read, you know, I read this post a couple times and some of the other stuff she was talking about, and it did not sit well with me. Um, (laughs) Not that that's entirely not po let hold on let me say that sentence again not that that's not entirely possible I'm getting confused I'm confusing myself with double negatives it's possible there we go um but you know as a concept it's something I've thought about before considered that maybe it, that that it could be possible but the way that she was talking about it just said it all um you know, she said that people who are dark workers are, um, like, usually they're reptilian, right? Whenever somebody says something like that, that puts a blanket statement about reptilians or greys, I'm like... Oh, yeah, she was talking about greys, too, about in, you know, in a negative way. Um, and I think insectoids, too. I don't remember. I'll have to go back and look. But um, it's it's just that's misapplied racism right and it's just such a it's such a testament of the time we're in right now as a species it's like okay you know you're different than me you're bad right or all you know all reptilians are bad no reptilians are there's all these different reptilian species they span um just like humans there are you know there's not usually just good humans and bad humans there's there's a whole spectrum of in between and that's for every everybody and that is the thing that we are just really struggling with as a as a species right now and this is just an example of that but within the spirituality space which is which is frustrating but i see stuff like this all the time but Um, uh, the, the other thing she said was, um, that the galactic federation was negative because it's a government entity. And like, you know, she said a bunch of stuff that's similar to this. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is just perfectly illustrating what I talk about all the time on this podcast, which is, it's that black and white thinking that I, just that, you know it's like if you're not that I talk about all the time where it's like if if you're not good that means you're bad no no <laughs> there is a spectrum everywhere there's always gray area all the time we can't this is po- pure polarized thinking which is exactly what we are grappling with as a planet right now is we are we are trying to integrate we need to integrate polarity on on this planet not lean into it by saying well you know (laughs) government is bad so the galactic federation is bad no (laughs) like that is like that is that is really lazy thinking um because Yes, like governments can be bad, absolutely bad, right? (laughs) Can be negative, can be oppressive, absolutely. But the problem isn't, especially, you know, here's what it is. It's a misapplied, um, um, putting, projecting human problems onto galactic species. Okay. So for example, on our planet, there's problems with pretty much every government, right? And some are way worse and way more oppressive than others. Um, but the problem isn't having a government. The problem is humans. <laughs> government is can be important when it is um, it keeps us safe, right? Um, if it's doing its job, hypothetically, I, I I certainly don't feel safe in Texas. I'll tell you that, but um hypothetically a government that functions well keeps you safe keeps forms alliances helps um, take care of its people right government is neutral it is something that a species like humans kind of need because we we cannot govern ourselves very well right um but it's just so funny to be, to apply that then to galac, you know, it's like, well, humans suck at government and we have oppressive governments here. So that must also be the case out in the, the rest of the galaxy. No, <laughs> like, why are we, why are we, I mean, to me, this is, it's just pure divisiveness, right? This type of talk divides the spiritual community. That's what it is. And and either this person knows what they're doing or no, actually, let me back that up. Either they don't know what they're doing and they have a lot of unhealed shadow to work through for themselves. Or they know exactly what they're doing and they are being divisive on purpose because when you are divisive, it pulls in the people that agree. It it the people that agree with you come in so much closer and um that equals financially right we can connect the dots here um but and i see this with other influencers in the space too and it really really it's really frustrating to watch but it reminds me of why why i'm why i'm doing this and why you know we we need to talk about this middle space we can we need to stay grounded we cannot go into the given to polarized thinking that is exactly what we're here to disrupt people <laughs> so that we can integrate as a species um and and these divides are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until we actually reach that point of integration um and so this leads me to the other thing (laughs) i wanted to talk about it's all related um you know i haven't talked extensively about um, the war going on um between palestine israel hamas all of that um for markara talked about it indirectly a couple weeks back when she took over the podcast Without, like, naming names. Um, and for me, it, it's, it's such a nuanced issue that has so much backstory. It's so complex and convoluted, especially for, you know, the Jewish people. Um, and also... here's what I want to say about it because this really ties into that because I cannot personally pretend to um you know I'm not going to come over here and cry white woman tears to y'all because there are so many people out there who truly are affected by this I'm observing it and it doesn't affect me directly and so in some ways to me it's like I, I don't necessarily get to weigh in on a lot of the things but what i can do from a zoomed out perspective um because okay here's the reason i said that is because there are people who are really really closely being affected by this in really really painful painful ways because of their earth heritage does that make sense so um i don't want to speak for those people because those are the people you should be listening to, right? You should be listening to the people who are affected by this, um, because everybody and their mom wants to chime in, right? But let's listen to the people who are actually affected. But but what I can speak to from a zoomed out perspective is that um, what I'm what I'm noticing is it this is also extremely divisive upon among humans right it's this feeling of having to pick a side um and and side with the the one who's right but like what if it's all what if nothing's right what if it's all shitty (laughs) like what if it's all horrific We don't have to choose right or wrong. We don't have to choose this side or that side. We don't have to choose dark or light. We don't have to choose good or bad. Like that's a very human problem and that's probably how we got here in the first place, right? Um, Rather than we have to keep coming back to humanity we are a human species yes we are species of different cultures but at the end of the day we are all human we are all on the same planet we are all on the same team and being locked in a pattern of fighting and retaliation and this is my land and this is you know not your land and they did this so I'm gonna do this right and I'm speaking in very 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 you know general flippant terms here i'm um there's so much more nuance but it would take a a really long time to to really go into that but if we can focus on humanity and the 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 humanness of this right you can condemn genocide without picking a side right and you can condemn a a terrorist act without picking a side as humans we need to stop picking sides right this is exactly all this other stuff that i was just talking about same same thing different application right and The way that we do that is by becoming aware of our own biases and and opening our hearts, right? It's like when you are going from a heart-led space as opposed to a cerebral space of trying to figure out who's right, who's wrong, whose side are we on, whatever, we're able to see Um, see the solutions we're able to to allow ourselves to um not have to pick a team or be divisive because we can see that inner piece of source within each and every one of us that is the same source we are all the same species and that's our biggest problem right now. And it will be the thing that we, you know, we either figure it out or, or we destroy ourselves, right? And we are playing out a lot of karma here from other polarized planets. Um, so it's, you know, there's a lot of stuff from Maldek, from um, Orion, mars all of atlantis all of this stuff it's just different manifestations of the same things and we're playing them out in different ways and um because all of the people of earth have been or most of the people on earth have have come here from these other star systems this is my understanding at least have come here from all these other star systems and so we're all we're all working this stuff out because it's unresolved and now it's just playing out on a different stage and so that's our work as humans, um, and it's like we, if we don't get it this time around, um, then it's gonna play out somewhere else. It's just gonna repeat the cycle, and, and that's okay too, right? That's all right too. That's just how um, that's just how karma works, right? and but like let's let's get it together this time okay <laughs> can we please um and you know this is why the I I believe this is why the star seats are here right as the volunteers who've come from other systems that are that are fully integrated that aren't so polarized we're here we're here to this is our time like this is it we're in it we are in it we are in it for um like this is we're reaching the peak of integration right the peak of of division of polarity that happens before integration and we're here for this now and it's like now it's our job to um to 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 not fall into the same divisiveness that is plaguing this planet for so long to not fall into the same polarized thinking we need to be able to to rise above that and that and i believe that's why we're here so there we go that was my sermon for the day um yeah don't get distracted guys don't get distracted by is the gfl good or bad is the the Pleiadians good or bad or the reptilians good or bad like don't get distracted by that stuff that will that causes us to to just be in our own little bubble fighting about our own stupid stuff when there are bigger problems (laughs) happening in this planet um so hold, hold your hold your own um okay now that I talked about all that, I want to talk about one more thing. Uh, and this one, it's sort of related. I guess it's it's pretty related, um, but, but maybe adjacent. So I know that I said last week that we are going to open up the next round of QHC in January. Um, I actually, though, I, this week I had a pretty big realization of what is missing right now uh, which really ties into a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. Um, I have found that a lot of people don't know how to do this inner work the shadow work And also don't know how to lead others through that as well, which can create, um, you know, create, create some, some issues, especially if, if we are, you know, we're, we're here to help heal others. Those of us who are healers, um, or different types of coaches, things like that. When we don't know how to do our own, um, how to, how to work with people's emotions, their shadows, their their inner beliefs, their programming that they have that have given them their identity of who they are in this 3D, what they believe, who they are. Um, th- there's not a the 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 tools out there, the options for learning this stuff. Um, I have not found any programs out there that really check all the boxes. And what I have found, too, is that my folks who've gone through QHC, um, while they are, you know, highly equipped to work with, with the subconscious space, there's still this other aspect, this other huge piece of, well, what do we do with the conscious mind now that the subconscious has been revealed right what we dig out these memories we we um discover who we are and then what next because that can be incredibly um destabilizing for a person to, especially if we haven't done our own inner work and i think this is this is where i really saw things go south with the earth council stuff was that um even though you know a lot of the folks are connected with these very powerful galactic beings very advanced beings the human part hadn't caught up to that still had its own biases its own um inner work that hadn't been done own own shadows own fears all of this stuff that that was interfering and preventing them from actually being able to Um, to discern and trust their intuition and and see see clearly without interference of of their fears so you know this is the same thing of, of what i was just talking about with that post right it's like people come out into this spirituality space and claim that they're a leader or something um which we all have the right we can all Claim whatever we want, <laughs> but but if you haven't done the inner work, it comes out in this these weird ways um, where we're we're not we're not helping we're harming, um, and so something that I have been wanting to do now for um, I I really really was seriously thinking about offering you know starting to develop and offer this um, back in the spring. But I, I was like, well, one thing at a time, <laughs> because I was still developing QHC and stuff. Um, but I really want to be able to offer a program to basically teach, teach all the skills that I have learned to help people work with, with um, the mind and the shadow and um, all of From all of these angles, from a trauma-informed space, because there is a huge lack of that out there, especially in um, some of the coaching programs that are out there, Um, a subconscious space, you know, from the lens of not just what are we... What's going on in the conscious mind, but what's also playing out that is buried within the subconscious that we are is unconsciously creating our lives for us, and um, and also from somatic experience. How then, you know, how do the things that we live through then also get stored in our body, or even things from past lives, right, that are traumas? how do we process this stuff and that was a you know within QHC we just we don't it's not that's not there's some of that within the scope of what we do um but it really what we what's really needed is to be able to learn how to do these things we have to learn how to do them within ourselves first um and so what I, I learned a lot about this through, I learned how to work with the conscious mind and become a conscious mind ninja, I guess, through, through the, the life coach school, which is the, the coaching certification that I went through. Really, that was, that was shadow work. That's what that was. Um, but I was also very cerebral, you know, um, and over relied on the use of of the brain and the conscious mind to, to, um, you know, it's, there are a lot of things that were ignored, such as intuition, such as somatic peace, such as trauma, such as subconscious work that was really, that really, really har- I saw really harm people, including myself, because you can't just look at this one aspect. You cannot heal from one avenue. We have to look at the whole person. Um, and even with, you know, hypnosis, it's like hypnosis is one aspect that's subconscious mind work, but like there's so much more, um, and, and I see just, there are not a lot of healers that have the tools to really, um, get into that. And so, um I finally I got the message. <laughs> I got the message that it's time for me to create a program like that. Um that it, that incorporates all of it, everything I've learned. Um because the the we we, we need more people who have done their own work, who are going out there to help other people do that work too. Um, that's so needed right now from all of these angles. And um, and I love, 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 I love doing shadow work with people. But what I'm seeing is, and and I, you know, I that's what I've, I've been doing that a long, long time. Um, what I'm seeing though is that I, I want to, Teach, I want to pass that on. I want to teach that to other healers so that we can go out and, and make a bigger difference so that it's not, you know, we're not just going in with hypnosis. We're doing, like, we're actually able to help folks um, really, really get, get the healing that they're desiring, those who are ready to do some inner work. So that was my long-winded... <laughs> way of saying that I'm creating a program um and it's it's going to be a shadow work certification so um what we're going to do is we're going to it's going to be a similar format to QHC except it's going to be longer so um you know QHC is great three months is great for working on hypnosis stuff right Um, I mean, I got certified in hypnosis in a week, uh, for, which I wouldn't recommend doing. You really, you know, there's so much more. We can't just do this, this, this stuff quick and dirty. It doesn't work that way. Um, otherwise you end up with a lot of healers out there who just don't, they don't, they're so limited because they learned how to do this stuff from, from videos, right? We got to have that, like that feedback, that in-person work, that all all of that stuff that's so important for me here's what it is it's an it's an ethical for me it's an a moral no I don't like the word moral ethical (laughs) obligation morality is for chumps um an ethical obligation for me to help train healers who are well-rounded and have done the work themselves and can work with Anyone that comes their way and know exactly how to help them or or maybe to even refer out to some, someone else who needs, you know, maybe some other approach would be more appropriate. But I want my healers that I train to be fluent in healing, in helping people, because we, we can't just do the energetic work. There's so much more. Um, so the this program is gonna be six months because in order to really to really do our own work through it because that's part of it it's not just learning how to do this work with other people we have to do the work first we have to do the work first that's how you become a master at what you do um I don't think that it's possible to be completely healed. I don't think that's the goal. We're not supposed to be perfect or ascended or anything like that. Um, but there's so many people who are suffering out there because they are so deep in their own programming that society has given to them that they that they inherited right from their the spaces around them, their schools, their peers these institutions like the medical system, like, um, um, the government, right? All these levels of areas where we have unconsciously become who we are. And so what the, the only way to know what we want and the only way to actually create the life we want and do what we it, like get closer to our own desires and what we want to do and be in this world is to start deconditioning all that stuff and that is the process of working with the shadow right um, so that's a program I'm going to create um, it will be live we're going to do meet um, I- I'll probably keep the same days Tuesdays and for this this round, um, just going back to format that I know works um, for me and my students. So we'll do, we're going to do Tuesdays. We're going to meet at probably at noon. And when we do it, we're going to be doing, um, working in a group. And it will be a combination of teaching, kind of like a combination of teaching and um, doing doing work and learning how to hold space for people um a lot of this is really similar to coaching i just i don't love the term coach or life coach i think it's kind of corny so i don't i i prefer like some if, if you do this program so you'll be able to choose what you want to call yourself if you want to be a certified shadow worker shadow guide um spiritual life coach you can you can kind of pick how you want to use it. Um, I just don't personally, I don't really identify with the term life coach anymore <laughs> because, um, yeah, it's just not my favorite. But but that's really what it is. it is. It's holding up a mirror to people, learning how to hold space, hold up a mirror to people compassionately with empathy to show them all of the ways in which they are creating unintentionally a life for themselves that they do or do not actually feel aligned with and helping them process some of the things that maybe they didn't choose for themselves and the beliefs they didn't choose for themselves, the things that are holding them back, keeping them small, keeping them miserable. Um, That is the process of opening up the closet to look at all of all of the the oogie boogies inside of it and actually really seeing it for the first time and then consciously learning how to to choose new things for ourselves deprogram that stuff um and have a uh uh, this okay sorry (laughs) you can tell my adhd is on fire today (laughs) I'm about to get back on my meds, but man, it's like, uh, okay, uh, bear with me here. Um, I was going to say that most of us are asleep. Like we're just going through this life sleepwalking. Um, and, and so many of you who have listened to this podcast are in the midst of waking up. And that's a beautiful place to be in. And when you are in this space of waking up, it's also a very vulnerable time. It's a very vulnerable time. Um, because we're starting to maybe realize we're not resonating with some of the things that we thought we were supposed to be, whether it be our the belief systems we have about religion or or who we are in relation to our family or um maybe that we don't want to opt into um you know, corporate life, whatever it is. And we're seeing, hey, okay, I wanna I'm ready I don't want this anymore. And this is so many people who are in this path of spiritual awakening. You know, they're on their spiritual awakening path, right? It's started. And these are the type of people that are amazing to work with and that I work with a lot. Um, But that can be a really vulnerable time because you're, you're leaving behind these old things. You're looking for new things to believe in, new ways to move forward. But if you don't know how to do that, you can go down the path of, say, you know, following somebody like who I mentioned earlier, you know, who's telling you what to believe. But you've maybe never taken inventory or stock of of what you actually believe yourself. And you don't know how to learn how to believe new things. And how to heal those, the wounding that is still there that is unconsciously in the driver's seat of your whole life that has kept you sleepwalking. So then that's where I see a lot of people get radicalized or they just kind of fall into, you know, I might see someone who was a fundamentalist, you know, in a a Christianity or something, and then they find new age spirituality. They just become a fundamentalist in new age spirituality because they haven't done that work to actually dismantle all of the stuff that was, that was in there, (laughs) that was in that closet that I'm talking about and to actually see it and, and rethink that. And so, and process the trauma and the grief and the pain that all of those things have caused. Nobody teaches you how to do that. (laughs) And so going through that process, it's not quick and dirty. It's not like, um, I keep saying that, what do I keep saying that <laughs> it's not like hypnosis where I don't want to say hypnosis, not quick and dirty, dirty. Uh, what I mean by that is it's not like the quantum leap where it's like, all right, it's like <laughs> I am now I've seen this thing and now I am healed. And it's the healing process takes a lot longer than that. And it's not something to be rushed and it's okay. And that's why I love the idea of having this six month format. That is where we really get into it. And so that I really want my people, I want I want my, the people who I work with who are healers and coaches to really be able to go out and be confident doing this work with other people. And for, you know, that's something that they can offer in addition to hypnosis. And you don't have to have taken QHC to do this program. Um, I, I think I am going to make the QHC application process a little bit more rigorous because um I want to make sure people have a a sense of have done some of this work whether it be through me or someone else or on their own right you don't need a certification to be good at doing self-healing right um but I want I want to help create healers who and when I say create, y'all have that inside y'all already. You're, you're born a healer. <laughs> We're born that, but we, I, I want to help, um, empower. That's the word healers who maybe are able to approach this from a more full spectrum approach. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to be a little more picky about who I accept in QHC, um, so that, because when you have such a powerful tool as hypnosis it can be used um it can be misused right and I and I feel that I that's where I feel like my program differs from maybe QHHT or BQH is that I actually really care about the quality of healers that are going you know that have come out at the other end of my programs so um all that to say I am that's what I'm doing and I would love to invite you to be a part of this um the first the first round we do um it's you know it's going to be kind of our beta round just kind of like my first round of QHC so this this 6 month program we're going to do um I'm going to start so so my the price that I will charge um in the in future rounds is going to be 4 four four hold on Four thousand four, four, four. $4 hundred forty-four dollars because you know I like my angel numbers um for the six month live program with feedback with all all the bells and whistles um and the and it might be a hybrid program so there might be some like video content possibly I'm not sure yet maybe maybe not um but most but a lot of live component um because that's so important The first time, this first round, I'm gonna charge two, 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 right? So that's gonna be the 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 price for this first round for those of you who want to be in in the beta round. Um, And it's, you know, I did. If I told you guys how much money I've spent on my own certifications that I've done, you guys would, your jaws would probably drop. you know i did my life coaching certification it was eighteen thousand when i did it now it's for a six-month program though similar um now it's more they increase the price um and you know there's a the there's other comparable programs that are you know in the five figure plus um categories but i want this to be more accessible also taking into account that there are a lot of moving parts to it and it needs to be you know we we need to be able to cover all, cover all those, especially with something live. So, if this is something that um, you feel called to do, I am I'm personally just really 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 looking forward to being able to offer this um, because I feel like this is the best way for me to use my knowledge and my skills to help make an impact on the collective is by empowering you guys to be able to have the same the same things that. Um, I learned from studying all these different modalities and putting them into practice and working with hundreds of clients. So um, that's what I want to pass on to you guys. Oh, one last thing I will say. Sorry for rambling today. Um, The last thing I'll say about that is that... Oh, yeah. Um, So if... This is also, you know, those of you who want to become channels, who want to really go into this much deeper spiritual work. Um we got to do this process for ourselves. Like I was really grateful um the program the channeling program I did is a year year long and the whole kind of first module was all about doing shadow work and for me it was i was like oh perfect <laughs> cuz i already i've done a lot of this and i'm i've i'm on to myself i know my own <laughs> i can see my own bullshit from a mile away and um but it was really refreshing to see that as part of a, a channeling course because really you know how can we and and those of us who even open up to our parallel selves for example or do this hypnosis work for ourselves we when we open ourselves to other influence of other entities coming through us, um, and even our higher self coming through us, we have our own bias filters. And so it's what we talk about and what we see and what we say, what comes out of our mouth is going to really, it it can be either from a place of deconditioning ourselves and and having full inventory of our beliefs so that we can have come you know from a place of neutrality when when someone speaks a message through us because the message comes in and then it translates into our own world it has to go through this filter right of our brain so um uh, being able to we want to be if we want to be an effective and authentic uh and accurate channel we also need to do this work for ourselves um so that we can and connect with our parallel selves too in a way where (laughs) what happens with the earth council doesn't happen again repeat itself right because that's what i saw was a lot of our own the their own shadows their own fears when when you know this powerful galactic being would come through it was being warped by the human's own beliefs and inability to discern. Um, so that's something that is so important that I that I'm incorporating this into this as well, right? Because we need to we need to understand we need to understand what's going on in our own mind before we try to really open up wide a connection with another mind. Because <laughs> then you just got two two consciousnesses that are linked with both with very strong opinions and then you end up with a bunch of bullshit. And that's what I have seen a lot of in the past several months. So I feel really aligned with this and that it's 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 really the natural next step for me. So um, I'm really excited to offer it. And I'm going to stop talking in circles right now. But if you are interested in this, um, I'm going to get the... I will be honest, I this week is kind of a loss for me as far as work goes because lots of appointments and traveling and um, things like that. But I'm going to get i um, I'll make an announcement on Instagram and through email once I got the wait, got, once I got, once I have the wait list up and ready so that you guys can start getting information about the program. Um, I don't. I don't know that I'm going to open it on Black Friday because I want to give people a chance to kind of plan for this. Um, But my thought is that we will start in January. So um, I will let you know as soon as I know when the doors are going to open. And I have that already on the back end on my side. And um, I'm just I'm really grateful and excited that I get that I get to do this. Um, And I feel like I'm going to cry uh again (laughs) because my life has changed so much after doing my own inner work and it's like doing I did my own inner work first and then I got into the galactic stuff and I'm so grateful that I did it in that order um because I was so much more equipped for that and I don't Equipped for the big things that I had to grapple with when I opened up to my galactic side, and I'm so 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 grateful that I um, that I that I did that in that order and and that I was able to open up to my galactic side because I had done all that work and it didn't take me sideways, and I'm just um, I, I just feel so certain that that this is what our world needs right now is um, to be able to really go within uh, and learn that skill. And I think if everybody did it, we'd probably be in a really different world. Instead of a world where most people are just sleepwalking and going, acting out of their own, you know, traumas and pain towards one another. So before I start blubbering, I'm going to say goodbye. Um, Keep an eye out on my stuff. Follow me on Instagram. I will give you all the information I can once I have it. And uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And I love you so much. Goodbye thank you for listening to the starseed awakening podcast if you are ready to become a quantum healer and learn this powerful spiritual technology to take it out into the world and help others visit my website the starseedawakener.com qhc to sign up for the next round see you soon